Alright, welcome to a new episode of my podcast and today today's a more of a special episode because I've actually got two guests on, not just one, I've got two and hopefully I'm going to have more guests on in the future and I don't really want to waste everyone's time too much, you already know who I am so let's just introduce everyone. So my guests are called Brad and Mo, so whoever wants to go first can introduce themselves. Hi, I am Brad, uh, I've been working with AK recently, uh, he's kindly asked me to come on the podcast so that's uh, what I'm doing here today um i'm mo um i've known ak since a young age we used to play football together um, and more recently um well he tried to play anyway um, <laughs> and more recently we started doing a ramadan project and um he's joined us to work recently all right so i guess that part's done so if you guys don't know yet this episode is going to be based around ramadan so Ramadan's basically a month in the Islamic calendar where Muslims tend to fast from just after, sorry, just before sunrise until sunset. So it's like quite a few hours of the day, around 16 hours it was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that's right. And today we want to talk about a project that all the three of us worked on during Ramadan. We were distributing food throughout the community and... I think it was really good for all of us because we connected with not just the community, we connected with each other a bit more. We understood how each other felt, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It was um, obviously for myself, it was an experience that I'd never, ever been part of before. So it was a really, really big learning curve for me and I learned loads. And yeah, it was just, it was a really good opportunity to uh, get involved in and learn a lot more about Ramadan and, uh, and the Muslim community. Yeah. Um, on the flip side to that, it was good to educate people on the topic of Ramadan, um, especially people that we work with. Um, I feel like people have a really good insight of what it is. They went into the month um, having minimal knowledge um, and they come out on the back end of Ramadan and they have a really good idea of what Muslims do during that month and the reasoning behind it. Definitely. It's like, in this day and age, there's so much... You know, because of the media, because of the news, because of everything like that. And because of people's predisposed ideas, there's so much confusion, uncertainty about, you know, what Ramadan actually is, what Muslims actually are. So, me and Mo are obviously both Muslims, but Brad's not really Muslim, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. But, personally, I found that I found seeing Brad during that time, it was really insightful for himself. Uh, Brad, do you want to speak about that a bit more? Yeah, like I said, it was just a great experience. Um, I've always, you know, growing up, I've always been interested in different cultures. And um, so obviously, I've, I've, since I've started working, uh, I've had the opportunity to get involved in other cultures. And uh, when this opportunity came up, it was just something that, um, you know, like I said, it was just... I learned loads about Ramadan. Uh, I learned about the, you know uh, why why the Muslim community do Ramadan, um, the purpose of it. Uh, I learned about the different prayers, what the iftar packages, what they meant, uh, and it was just a really great experience. And obviously, uh, with it being in Deepdale, um, it was just it was also a great opportunity for myself to get my face out there and uh, you know um, get seen in the community and get to know some of the people like the locals um, to this area, which was another which was just great. In, in itself um, we set up stalls all over um, with yourself and Mo we're knocking on basically oh yeah <laughs> that was fun 
but yeah, it was just it was just great to speak to people mm. and uh, get just each day. Um, whilst uh, Ramadan was on, it was I was literally learning something new, uh, and then I was having a fast Fridays, which was just I mean, honestly the, the sacrifice that goes into that and discipline is just um, I just I, it's just it's so every credit is so unbelievable. I, I was fasting for one day a week, and you know it was re- I was finding it really really difficult. Um, not so much with the food, but it was, yeah, I'd probably say it was more the drink. Uh, like I said, it was, it was just a good, it was a great experience and a, and a good learning curve um, to get that understanding and learn that. And obviously, being a massive football fan, um, it was just you know it was great to in, it like could, like we'll, more, more go into a bit more. You know, it was just great to integrate the two football uh, and the, and the local community. You know, because like, football to me is a universal language, um, so to. Um, to be able to merge, you know, Ramadan and football and link the two together. I think, it, again, it was, just, you know, it was a, gr- a great thing to do. It was, it was a great way of getting football involved uh, with the Muslim community. Yeah, um, as you said, you know, you learned a lot about it and me and Mo were fasting anyway because we're both Muslim, as I said before. But you're not someone who regularly fasts, you know what I mean? So, yeah. w- we were kind of used to it because, you know, we do this every year, but... It must have been a lot more difficult for yourself because it's something new. Was that like the first time you ever fasted in your life? Um, yeah, I'd say obviously for for, for um, it's the first time I've, I've fasted voluntary. Definitely, mm. um, obviously I've been I've been uh, nil by mouth before operations, but it's definitely yeah. not the same thing. Um, and obviously the only thing um, that I, I wasn't doing, which obviously if I was to ever do it in a, f- a future fast, uh, was I wasn't I wasn't waking up. Uh, at sun at sunrise, um, so I was literally having a drink before I went to bed. I was waking up and coming to work. Uh, obviously, I think if I was waking up at sunrise and could get myself a drink, I think that probably might have made the day a bit easier. Because come like six, seven o'clock, I still had a few hours left, uh, and my mouth was literally so dry. I was getting a bit of a headache, and I was getting so drowsy and everything. So um, yeah, I think, uh, but yeah, hopefully we, it's, I, I will do it again in future fasts. Definitely up for it, but. Um, probably uh, be a bit more prepared this time <laughs> yeah yeah you know like fasting in general it's it's something that i feel like this year in particular people have been doing a lot more because we've been in lockdown so i feel like i don't know it's i find it kind of strange because you would have expected when we actually were able to go out and meet people we'd understand more about you know what fasting was from other people but i feel like this year it's created, you know, more knowledge around it. Uh, more, do you want to talk about that? About why that is? Um, yeah, I just feel like we're meeting different people every day um, that was delivering from door to door with us. And you just get talking to them. They'll ask you basic questions. You can answer them. Um, <clears throat> our new staff in the office were fasting. They got uh, more of an idea of what it was like. Um, I know when I was growing up, a lot of my mates used to think it was unreasonable and um, it's impossible. But once you actually get into the rhythm of it and you do a couple on couple um, in a row, you will start to get in the routine of it. There will always be days, so obviously you'll get hungry or thirsty at some point. But um, you definitely get into the rhythm of it. And when you tell people the reasoning and how you do it, um, I do feel people do understand that 
it's for a good cause and you're not doing it and there's a lot of reasons behind like if you you don't always have to fast for example if you're pregnant or if you're mentally not well or you're not feeling well for any sort of reason so oh, it is all tra- traveling as well yes I learned that, yeah. yeah so see brad found out that <laughs> if you're traveling um you don't have to fast or it is very reasonable and there are many reasons why um you wouldn't have to fast um so yeah just educating people on the topic and the reasoning behind the month and what we do in the month um i just feel like a lot of people um in our workplace and in the area got educated on what ramadan is yeah definitely yeah. Just, just just on um, what you're saying about it being covid as well i i found that during my fast that um sometimes i'd go home obviously i wouldn't be going out and it'd just be me uh, in my house and i'd just be like oh no it, it you, you don't you don't break your fast. I think that goes back to the discipline. Like I could literally have an hour, and I could I could have had a drink or something, but I, I didn't want to because I wanted to pre- like you want to what well, you want to make to that to sunset, don't you? So I think that that definitely highlighted for me, you know, the discipline that goes into it. And like I, even I, when I was feeling like that, you know, I really really did. I I was first and everything, but you do you're so disciplined, and that's just me for one day a week. Yeah, I was waiting till that yeah. bang. I think it was nine seventeen. I was waiting till it was on the dot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that, it, that just in itself, like you get that feeling. Don't yeah, you? I'm, I'm like, well, yeah. I, I, it's obviously, I know it's going to be completely different for you, that guys. But yeah, for me, it was like I'm not having a drink till now. I've come this far. Yeah. Why, why have a drink yeah. now? So mm. yeah, it always gives you an incentive each day. Like every day is valuable, so you're always looking forward to the evening. Whereas on a normal day, you just eat, you'll you'll just go home and you'll just start eating stuff for the sake yeah. of eating stuff. It's not always. Um, you're not always hungry. You'll just be bored and you'll just think, oh, let me have something to yeah. eat or drink. Um, and that's when you just have to discipline yourself. Like, you'll go home and open the cupboard and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm fasting, aren't I? <laughs> so it's just, it's a lot of discipline um, that yeah. goes into it. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that kind of highlighted, you know, the publicity, the awareness of fasting was how footballers were fasting during Ramadan. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the past, you wouldn't have known when footballers were fasting. Obviously, um, we knew because we could see like um, plays were got this on the byline in a certain minute of the game when you knew that the fast was breaking. Um, but this season, you, the Sky Sports BT were actually stopping the game. The referee knew about it. Both teams knew about it, and the game was actually getting stopped. So we're, instead of a players having to wait till half time when the ball goes out of play so like there was millions of people watching the game that knew the players were fasting and it just shown there was a couple of performances I can name a few um, Wesley Fafana Paul Pogba they they almost played better than they usually do um, when they were fasting so it just shows that um, how good athletes they are and it's not unreasonable at all yeah, yeah, I remember watching it, a game and uh, the game being stopped. Yeah, and um, it was just it was just brilliant because the, the game were being stopped so people could break the fast. And yeah. they, they, again, for me, that was just like like you said, the previous season, I probably yeah. I probably wouldn't have known what other player was on. Yeah. was on the sideline. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think I think that was yeah. great. To see. Just following that up, it's just. The, the commentators were talking about it and they got people talking about it in the studios and um, people watching the game at home um, and that is just creating awareness um, and 
that's literally what needs to happen people getting educated and awareness growing and i do feel like um that's really important and it is happening um so it was really just nice to see that happening um for once definitely it's like in a time like this we're in 2021 and i don't really want to change the tone of this episode to something that's a bit bleak a bit you know a bit more heavy but Racism is very prevalent. I'm going to say that straightforward. We all know that. There's a lot of people who hate us for who we are. And we know that that's not, that's not anything new. We all know that. But I feel like... I'm not saying that they stopped racism. <laughs> you know, that's, that's stupid to say. That's very childish to say. But I do, I do think that one of the things that can, you know, kind of counteract racism a bit... Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll shift the tone a little bit, but that's education. That's learning about what other people do, learning about other people's beliefs. You know, if if there was someone who maybe had their own predisposed ideas about Muslims, for example, and um, they're a football fan, they're sitting at home and they're watching, you know, Paul Pogba go to the sideline and having the match be stopped a bit so he can break his fast. He's gonna remember that. He's gonna think, okay, wait, maybe these guys, maybe these guys are. I don't know how to say it, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. Maybe yeah. learn a bit more. Yeah, it's just educating people. Um, obviously, we've seen a lot um, in the news over the last couple of months. Um, it's just a case of um, educating people, and I do feel a lot of people um, their views can change, and it's just the sake of education. Um, you've seen it in the past I've spoke to people I know in the past and once you tell them the reasoning behind stuff and the education side of it their views do change um, I know some people th- th- it's impossible to change their minds but there is a lot of people out there um, I strongly believe if you educate them and tell them the reasoning behind stuff and why they do it their, view, it, their views will change Um but yeah, I feel football is um, yeah, it was it's, it's, it's massive in football at the moment, um, like the the, the battle of races and stuff yeah. and the terraces and that. Um, so yeah, I think having education is is so important because I, I love football and I if I if I was a football fan and I felt I couldn't go to a football match because I was scared of being racially abused or any reason really, if it, I thought I was going to be discriminated against for anything, then. I couldn't even imagine how that'd feel because f- football is literally for everyone, and it all it should be. You know where uh, you got like you could go to a game, and it's just you should all, all feel comfortable, included to watch a match. But unfortunately, yeah, I think uh, we've just seen in recent weeks it is racism is still in football, and I think like you said, education will will help with that definitely. I, I did I did it was nice to see like um, a lot of people. Standing up for Marcus Rashford, your Sackers, um, your Sancho's after the final, um, it was disgusting to see what was being said, and people need to realise it's just football at the end of the day, um, and it's just Sky Sports were giving it coverage, social media were giving it a lot of coverage, and it was it was it was a good thing out of a bad situation people talking about it and how it was really wrong and it just shows that 
what they was what the players suffered was really out of order and it was nice to see it getting quite a lot of coverage. Um it's just sickening to see. Um the first thing people think of after England losing competition with racism. Um yeah. it it's just it's just really sad to see, honestly. And I do feel with education, times will change and the up-and-coming generation, hopefully if they are yeah. educated from an early age, this won't be happening in 10 or 20 years um, and everyone will just be looked at equally. Yeah. I mean, as Brad said before, football's a universal language. I remember, well, I don't remember myself, but I remember learning about this. In World War One, when they were in the trenches, they stop like on Christmas Day to play football. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just I've been in, I've been in waiting rooms in hospitals. I've been in, I've been on flights. I've been on boats. I've been in, you know, you can be anywhere. And if you, you know, you're just stuck somewhere and you sat next to someone. If they, if they know football, then you, you, you've literally, you, you're killing your time there. You just, you can speak to someone about football, and it's just for me, it can. Um, it's just it's just a great pastime. It's a great you know a way of well, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like yeah, get getting not not only say getting to know someone. It's just a small talk basically, yeah. isn't it? It's just a great thing to pass time rather than asking speaking to someone about the weather. It's it's just like it's an easy yeah, conversation you can yeah, have with definitely. everyone. Yeah, so everyone, some people like it's just a game. It's just eleven men um, kicking a ball around the field. Uh, but I think I do think it's. Um, it's, it's a lot more than that. It's like it's people's people's livelihoods. So yeah, uh, and it's like because it is that universal language. I think, it, like I said before, I think it's important that everyone everyone can enjoy it. Some people don't enjoy it. Yeah, that's, that's their choice. <laughs> uh, I've never really been the biggest um, football fan in terms of you know watching games and stuff like that. But why I've always enjoyed myself is more of the, you know the techniques they use. You know, coaching and stuff like that. I, I've worked as a football coach for the last four years, basically. You'd be a stat man, you AK. You'd be <laughs> man, definitely, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm more. I rather, I rather play it than watch a match. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm not good at it. We all know I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all about taking part. Yeah, I got that a lot growing up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's definitely something that can unite a lot of people because you know, it's not just in the UK. You have people play all around Europe, all around the world, except for except for the United States, where they have their version of rugby that they call football. But yeah, let's say less about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the, the NFL. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit different to rugby, I think. But yeah, Ryan, Ryan works here. I have to get him on and explain in one of your podcasts the difference between NFL and rugby. He likes, he likes them both. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Um, just going on back to the topic of football, I just do think it's a major platform um, to stop racism and yeah. educating people because there's people of all cultures and views and backgrounds that support football and follow football. So um, it it's a great platform to build from and um, putting this in simple terms just simple coverage and education being put out on social media by the big companies and big clubs such as Sky Sports um, it will I strongly believe it will, as I've said before, it, people's viewpoints will change through football because people are strongly invested in the sport um, and 
fear will follow um, when big coverage happens because we've seen it in the past, like the knee getting taken, people are talking. There's always going to be a bit of backlash and people aren't going to um, accept, have the same views and that's just life. But as I always see it as even if you change one person's views, it's worth it because yeah, it's just small changes that we're looking for. We know that we're not going to have 100% football fans that are going to be against racism fully. Even if we can have an, an extra 20% in the next 10 years that are against racism, it shows progress is being made. And that's what I feel it's important to keep building and not, not just settling pro after the Euro final or after the knee stops getting taken. It's important to keep building and um, reminding people that how bad racism is and to keep it out football and in society in general. It'll be, it'll be you not. Know, it'll be interesting to be back in the terrace as well, won't it? Yeah. Because I think over over COVID, we well, like to think with with like the latest trends in the news. I think you hope that there has been quite a bit of education. Yeah. So uh, it's fair in the terrace in, when I've been on games. It hasn't been. I've, I haven't heard much lately anyway. But hopefully, it's just. I think that's how you get rid of it as well. People reporting it, you know, yeah. rather than someone behind them ignoring it or yeah. saying oh did you hear what that, that idiot said before that 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 needs to be reported yeah. so there's a stop put to it straight away so yeah i hope um like, like mostly i hope, hope now when you know when we get back on next month uh, it is a big platform to like unite all the different communities yeah definitely. just on the communities part um it was really nice for us um to be out delivering during ramadan um door to door um, deliveries, just getting to know people in the community, um, building relationships. Um, we recently built from that on the past lead that passed last week. Um, a couple of us staff at Preston North, and we delivered. Um, and we're just building on relationships, which so was really nice, and um, to show that as a club we are here to support um, the Deepdale community and all cultures, and we're happy to, we're happy to assist them in any sort of way possible and it's just really nice to celebrate with different communities and um, as a football club we are here um, and it just it was just really nice we got to know people staff got educated um, and I, I, I came I came uh, to Rosamos with you this evening yeah. it was nice it was there was people from um, the last Ramadan who remembered remembered me and yeah stuff, and really great. Yeah, there was like there was loads of there. There were people who knew our words from just from the last time. That's great. Just have that just that little rapport, that little bit yeah. of relationship there. It's it's always that little bit of feedback or that little bit, um, little incentive that just makes it all worth it. And you're thinking like, oh, your work does get noticed. And it was just really nice. Again, we celebrated Eid after Eid prayers. Everyone was positive in a good mood, and we were just there to show, um we're here to celebrate with you and it's just a really nice feeling to be honest um, we had staff out half past seven in the morning um, and people remembered us people just know we, we weren't just stopping at Ramadan we're here to um, follow up the work that we've done and again it was just a really nice um, sense of belonging I mean Brad had a really nice outfit for that I'm sure we all remember yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah, that was going. That even that in itself, it was just great to be be a part of it. It was a uh, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know Brad here, he wore a jubba. If you don't know, that's like the Muslim attire that we usually pray, wear to pray. So yeah, he just one of the one of the comfiest things. <laughs> <laughs> and the food as well. The food you and Mo brought me in. 
Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Oh, that was that was probably definitely my favourite part of it. The food. Is that <laughs> part of it, the food. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm speaking. Obviously, I spoke to Omar. Definitely want to. I'd love to get inside. You know, inside a mosque as well. At some yeah. Point. Never, mm. Obviously, I've never been never been in one. Again, just extending that education, uh, learning learning a bit more. So. I'm a, I'm, a bit, I'm like a bit of a curious George. Definitely, I'll ask loads of questions. <laughs> yeah, it's just Brad's just a prime example. He had minimal knowledge before yeah. Ramadan of what it was, why people did it, how it was. Um, he didn't know many people in the community. Um, one month down the line, and a couple of months down the line, now he knows why people fast, the reasoning behind it, how it actually is fasting. Um, after what the what the moods like after he prayers, um, he's had a taste of some food. Yeah. Um. So it's just he's been educated a lot, and I feel like more people need to be educated. And now, um, he's had a similar wavelength to us now. So it just shows that education is crucial, and it can have a um key impact on people's views. Definitely, definitely. One thing I wanted to touch on and. This is, I don't know if it's a counter-argument. It's not really a counter-argument. It's just a idea I kind of had. Well, it's not an idea. I'll just get into it. I'm waffling too much. Basically, so, you know, we said about how football unites people and everything. Do you feel like how, nowadays, how everything's a lot more online, how people are people playing more video games, people are going through their social media, everything like that? Basically, the twenty-first generation. Sorry, the twenty-first century, the new generation. So you speak. Yeah. Like, is it what's it called? Is it globalization? Well, yeah. I, I was thinking more about the. It's going to be. The world. The world is shrinking, isn't it? So, like, yeah. you can speak to someone in Australia right now if you wanted to. Mm. Whereas twenty years ago, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I think I think that does help. I think uh, because because it is so easy to communicate with someone on the other side of the world and people can share views. I think it definitely does help, but obviously it's also a very bad thing. People can hide behind mm. social media and everything like that. So, um, that was the final you know, kind of game. That, so. that, that, like you said, that can go either way. That can either be, another, that can mm. either be a counter-argument or it could be a um, It could be a positive. But yeah, I think that's just... Com- that's, again, completely how you look at it. Uh, I think, yeah, well, I guess... To be fair, though, I guess it's kind of with everything. Everything's got its, like positives and negatives. Like, I remember one thing that we learned in GCSE physics was that there is no reaction, there is no what's it called, no chemicals bonding or anything like that. There's not, there's no process that's not going to have any unwanted byproduct. Basically, it's just impossible to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, as more said before, I I guess it's only about changing one person at a time. You know what I mean? Well, Mo's gonna know. What I mean, he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's small changes. Um, we know that we're not gonna get hundred percent results straight away. Um, in general, so people speaking up, um, educating people, and just what, what, why they feel like they need to racially abuse people. What, what are the reasons behind it? And from there, you can educate them, like, um, get to know them, like, just be friendly. There's the right ways of going about it. And I feel like education is the best way going forward. Um, it, 
people will have viewpoints and people might have good viewpoints growing up people have different backgrounds and they're brought up in different ways so in the next in the next generation we're just hoping that there is a change there might not be a major change but as i said earlier even if we have 20 percent mm. um of the population that that are against racism is 20 percent more than we have right now so it's small changes and um, I feel like that's the best way going forward because you're not going to get 100% results straight away. 100%? Well, 100% I agree, not 100%. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much all we have to say today. What do you guys think? Yeah. Anything you guys yeah, want to add? I think, yeah, we... we, we uh... I think we have one subject and we've discussed about how many about 10 so I think, yeah. yeah it's been quite a productive session we could break this up into five different episodes <laughs> uh, it's only half an hour so yeah. yeah it feels yeah, longer no. though it feels a lot longer I guess yeah. that's because of like how how rich our discussion was you know what I mean how yeah, yeah I think we got I think we got a good overview of how Ramadan affected Brad um yeah. what he did during the month how he felt his fast was um, education and how that's crucial moving forward um, how footballers fasting has incre- increased um, yeah definitely and, uh, and just how how different co- communities coming together can be so positive such as the football yeah. community such yeah. as myself and then um, and the Muslim community yeah so like, I think when, like, when those two communities come together that's when new education can start definitely yeah which is um which is, which is really important, just getting all the different communities together. But yeah, again, thanks for having us on, AK. Yeah, really enjoyed no worries. that. Yeah, thanks, AK. Hopefully you both are going to be coming on again soon. Uh, I know Brad's scheduled to for the next episode. Well, Brad, this oh, episode's no, going to this episode's going to release on like 6th of August. So yeah. the next week after that, hopefully we'll have another one. And I feel like that one's going to be an episode important to you to yourself like you know it's gonna be important yeah, to your heart yeah yeah definitely won't give too much away we'll keep the listeners intrigued so you tune back <laughs> in next week yeah and mo whenever you're ready we can have you back on i'm jess, jess oh and jess Riley's gonna do an episode oh uh, is jess in the room yeah no no she oh uh, sure she yeah she, she was saying that she really wanted to come on the podcast i'd love uh, it so be nice to have her on as well speak about uh darwin yeah yeah and basically, I'll just interview everyone in PNA in one go. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. 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 She's, she's there, actually, Jess. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, she's gone. She's just gone. Oh, she's gone. Yeah. She's left. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah walk away. Um, yeah, hopefully, we'll have that sometime soon. But again, thanks for having yeah, us. Th- no worries, no worries. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, thank you for listening if you've been listening. Uh, I'm pr- Last time I checked, I only had one listener, so. If you're more than that one listener, thank you for clicking on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, thanks, AK. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, everyone.